I'm excited to share with you guys today, um, and uh, we're, we're going to talk about something pretty fun. Um, as you, you've already seen, I've got young kids, and uh, there are certain songs and, and tunes that just get you know stuck in your head because they are sung with such repetition every day and every night in your household. Any parents out there know what I'm talking about, you know? Um, and it's just like, wow, like I can't. I can't handle this anymore. Pastor Jason, we were talking between services, and he said, the song for me was the Barney song, right? I love you. It's like, no, now it's stuck in some of your heads, you know? Um, But especially Christmas being a couple days ago, you know, I'm sure some of you parents of young kids are already over, you know, the cheesy sing-alongs that are in the movies they got for Christmas, or maybe the, the toys that make noise. You're just like, okay, that was cute on Christmas morning, now I'm over it, you know? Uh, but, but there's a certain song um, that's really, really just always stuck in my head. Uh, there's this company called Disney, and they put out this movie called Frozen. And um, <laughs> anyone heard of that one? Yeah. Um, there's some like big burly dudes out there right now. Yes. Um, and there's a song on this movie called let it go. Do y'all know this song? This is this silly. Um, and so when we talked about this in youth, um, we, we showed some funny videos and I wanted to share a couple of those with you. Some of my favorites, uh, having to do with this song, let it go. So enjoy these and then we'll get into it. Let it go. No school. Let it go. This will be um, day three. School still out. All day. Frozen. Elsa. What's what's the snowman name? Olaf and what's the sister name that froze everybody up from the beginning? Elsa. Elsa, what's the other one name? Anna. Anna. If I ever could choke some cartoon characters, it'd be them. Kristoff, all them. I'd kill them if I could. Please don't kill Elsa. Can anyone else relate to that parent? I mean, if I could ever choke a cartoon character. Yes, I know exactly what she means. Amen. <laughs> I don't know what's more entertaining, the, the one with the goat or the fact that a death metal band covered a frozen girl song. I don't know. That's just 
entertainment all around. But isn't it fun just to laugh in God's house? It's just, it's awesome. We can have fun in God's house and, and we're going to, we're going to get into God's word today. And uh, I'm excited to share that with you guys. But, um, on this subject of let it go, in fact, let's all just go ahead and say that. Let it go. And the funny thing is, whenever I, I spoke this, uh, something like this in, in youth, every time I would say, let it go, and have them say it, they would continue the lyrics. So I made that mistake by having them do it once, because then throughout the whole message, they were just singing the song. I was like, okay, we're, we're over it now. <laughs> so don't do that, unless you feel the Spirit really leads you. But, um, but having to do with let it go, have you ever heard the saying, let go and let God? Anyone heard that? Let go and let God. Uh, it's a well-meaning Christian T-shirt, encouraging bumper sticker type of statement. Uh, but honestly, I, I have I have trouble with that one. Let go and let God. This is what I mean by that. Man, life—it's not making sense right now. I've never felt so stressed out. Hey, brother, let go and let God. Right? Or I've got more month at the end of my money, and I don't know what to do. Hey, hey, let go and let God right? Or nothing I do seems to work out and I'm at the end of my rope. Hey, let go. Wait, don't let go. But but what I'm saying is if you're on the receiving end of of that statement, it it doesn't really make much of a difference with the way you feel and what you're going through. I know I've been there. Anyone else? It's like you're, you're dealing with something, you're struggling with something and someone comes along and says, hey, it's okay. Let go and let God. And you're just like, what do I do with that? Right? And so here's the thing, especially if you're the one dealing with something, like if you were to come to me and unload this huge issue or, or struggle that you're going through, and you go into the details, and, and, and I'm, I'm listening, and then I just turn to you and say, hey, let go and let God. You're, it's not like some light bulb of hope is going to turn on and all of a sudden you're going to feel a lot better about your situation by just hearing that statement, right? Let go and let God. Um, on the other hand, though, there, there is some truth to this statement, and uh, that's what we're going to talk a little bit about. Too often, we have a tight grip on our issues and our addictions and the things that we're going through, and we feel like if we truly let go, we're going to be vulnerable, we're going to be weak, but that's the thing. We try to figure things out on our own, and God is saying, hey, just let go of those things. I want to help you, Right? But you can't overcome sin on your own. You can't. You're, you are no match for temptation in your own power because we have a sin nature. Sin wins every time unless we surrender control to God and we're walking by the power of the Holy Spirit every day. Amen? That's, that's the only way you can overcome. So let it go. We often try to fix dark places in our lives with the, the right prescription or finding the perfect relationship or the right distraction, whatever hobbies we have. But the thing is, it's not going to fix anything. We have to actually let go of the things that are holding us back or weighing us down. Amen? God is asking us to let it go. Sometimes we even pray, God, help me. Deliver me from this. But we're praying while we're having a white-knuckle grip on the issue that we're praying about, right? It's like, God, help me. Deliver me from this. But are we really willing to let it go? And that's what God is asking us to do. He's asking us to let it go. And God is like, hey, I want to help you, but you have to let me help you. Look at 1 Peter 5, 7. I love this passage. It says, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. 
Hey, man, he cares for you, right? Yet so often we're holding tight to our anxiety or we're not casting it on him. We're casting it on friends and family or we're going to social media and casting it on that, right? Like if you have an issue, don't get on Facebook. You need to get on your face and pray and cry out to God, amen? If you have an issue, don't get on Facebook. Put your face in the book and seek after what he has to say about your issue, Amen? So we often turn to other people or things or, or different stuff when we're going through something, when all along God is saying, hey, let it go. Like, let me help you. Cast it upon me. Your anxiety, your struggle, whatever it is, let it go because he cares for you. I think this whole thought of letting go can also apply to our future. And this is a scary one. Our dreams, our desires. We can't reach what God has for us until we are willing to let go of what we think is best. Amen? And and that is hard, especially for for people like me. Like, I I like control, and I like knowing what's going to happen tomorrow. And I'm not the type of person that has, like, the five-year plan, but I know a lot of people do. And God is actually asking us, hey, you know what? It's good to plan. It's not throwing caution to the wind, but he's saying let it go and trust. Trust me. And it takes faith, and that's really, really scary. There's this awesome book called The Circle Maker by Mark Batterson. And in it, he says that we, we pray ASAP prayers, but we really need to be praying ALAT prayers, ASAP as soon as possible and ALAT as long as it takes. And it gave me this thought, and it'll be on the screen if you're taking notes. We often ask God to answer prayers as soon as possible, but we're not willing to pray as long as it takes. And man, I struggle with that. Like, that's so true of me and probably just about everybody in this room. We're going through something or we need something and we pray and we expect it that day or the next or the next week at the latest, right? God, I need your help. God, I need this. God, I need you to come through for me, like now. But are we actually willing to trust God so much that we'll pray as long as it takes? That. That's hard. That's letting go of control. That's letting go of, you know, wow, well, I would love for this to happen now. No, it's letting go of your own understanding and letting go of your own feelings and and really leaning on him because he cares for you. Amen? So there's power in prayer, and God's not impressed by anyone's prayer. And I feel like someone needs to hear this today. It's not your eloquent words or churchy terms that make a good prayer. You know, God just wants to hear from you. We often say, you know, if you don't feel like praying, just talk to God about it. Like, it's just a conversation. And he wants to hear from you in the middle of your struggle, maybe. What, whatever you're dealing with, he wants to hear you. Amen? So let it go. Stop trying to figure things out on your own. Sometimes we need to let go of our own understanding, Like, we can only figure things out and work things out so far when it comes to our own understanding. The Bible says that we need to lean on him and not on our own understanding. Let's look at Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Other versions say, do not lean upon your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. So man, again, this is a hard one, especially for those of us who, who like to plan and, and feel like we need to know. But God is saying, hey, let go of the control and trust me. 
trust me. Now, this isn't a throw caution to the wind type of thing where you just waltz through life. Hey, let it go, you know. But he's saying, you know, you do have to release that control and trust, but you still got to work hard, right? You still got to open up God's word and seek his will for your life. Yeah? So, so let, let it go. Let go of, of that need for control. So what else can we let go of? Well, the Bible talks a lot about bitterness, anger. Maybe somebody's done something to you or against you, and you're harboring bitterness in your heart. Now, it's not making light of the situation. I'm sure there are some terrible things that have taken place in some of our lives, but whenever you are holding on to bitterness towards that person, it's, it's, it's eating you up. Pastor Jason has often said, bitterness is like a pill that you swallow hoping it's going to affect somebody else. Man, let it go. Forgive. And remember, if you're forgiving somebody that's done you wrong, it doesn't make what they did right. It just gives you peace. Amen? So let it go. Let it go. Uh, Ephesians 4.31, here's a pretty incredible list of things we should let go of. Get rid of or let go of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Let it go. Like there's some things that I know it's like obvious, like, okay, yeah, I shouldn't be doing that. I need to let it go. But some things we fall into such a routine right? Like, you know, just driving around the holidays and feeling some of those that are up there. It's just like, ah, but the Bible's saying let go of this. And then bitterness, like we were talking about, we got to let go of that if we're going to move forward to what God has for our lives. Amen? So get rid of it. Let it go. Maybe you're here and you're thinking, I can't let it go. I can't shake this addiction. I can't give up whatever this is in my life that now I'm realizing is holding me back from God's best. Or I can't shake this habit. I can't give up this hatred towards this person. I can't stop trying to control my own future in life. Well, by the power of the Holy Spirit, you can. This is a verse that many of us probably know. It's Philippians 4.13. It says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So if you're feeling right now that whatever you're going through or dealing with, especially if it's an addiction, man, you feel like maybe it's not even you holding on to it. It's holding on to you now. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. It's not in your own power. It's in his, amen? And so we need to release control and let it go and allow the Holy Spirit to work in you. Amen? Now, listen, this is a great verse. And, you know, it's, it's, to me, it's much like John three sixteen. You know, we all know it. We hear it often. And, but we can't allow this to become just another good verse. We need to read this as if it's a fact because it actually is. Amen? So we need to have that much faith to where we read something out of God's word that says, hey, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And you leave this place knowing you can do it. Amen? All things. Everyone say all things. And it's not through your strength. It's not some things. It's all things through his strength. And it's strengthening you. And I believe you can feel that right now. Amen? So don't just think of that as another good verse. Think of it as a fact. We as people, we're masters of excuses. Everyone say excuses. Like, 
we can come up for a good excuse for almost anything if you really put your mind to it. And I see a couple of our teenagers shaking their head a lot. You know? <laughs> Sorry, I just busted y'all out. I won't look at you right now. Um, but parents of teenagers, you know what I'm talking about, right? Like, why didn't, wait a minute, I thought I told you to clean your room up like hours ago. Or why didn't you finish that assignment? Or, you know? But here's the thing. I think as adults, we can come up with some pretty good excuses ourselves, right? Why haven't you read your Bible lately? Well, I, right? Well, why haven't you reached out to that neighbor that you know is going through it? Well, I know, but I, once I'm home, I feel like I, you know, good excuses, right? Or this is one I love. Uh, uh, sometimes I'll cross paths, uh, you know, out in public with, with somebody that I haven't seen here in a long time. And it's not like, I, why haven't you been in church lately, you know? Uh, but I'm just like, hey, we, we miss you. And instantly, they start reeling off these excuses. And I, I wasn't looking for excuses. I was like, hey, I miss you, man, you know? And they're like, well, you know, things have been really crazy, and work has been stressing me out, and the kids are going nuts, and, well, it sounds like you need to be here, amen? <laughs> but listen, I, I understand. There are valid excuses, absolutely. There really are, and I understand that. But, but something that we need to, to understand today is that when it comes to your own spiritual walk, when it comes to drawing closer to Jesus Christ, there is no valid excuse. You can't afford excuses, Amen? So, so if you feel like you're too busy to open God's word, if you feel like you're too busy to steal away some moments throughout your day to talk to Jesus, if you feel like you're too busy to share the gospel, hello, that's why we're here, then you're too busy. Let it go. Amen? So we need to surrender not only our schedules, let go, but we also need to let go of excuses. Amen? And that's tough. I understand. So maybe you feel like you can't get it right. You don't have what it takes to do the right thing or live for God or to know Jesus more. Well, this is an amazing couple of scriptures in 2 Peter. And, uh, and, I, and I believe it, it maps some things out really well for us. So look at 2 Peter 1.3. This is a text we're going to be jumping into. This is such a good passage, guys. I hope you really lean into this. By his divine power... God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. We can, we can stop right there. Like, that statement alone shows that there is no excuse, <laughs> right? By his divine power, we, if you call yourself a follower of Christ, have been given everything we need for living a godly life. So there is no excuse, well, let's, let's find out how. We have received all of this by coming to know him. Not uh, know of him or know about him. Know him intimately. The one who called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. That's so good. This passage is such a good reminder because I still find myself using excuses when it comes to my relationship with God. I'm too busy, or this happened, or that happened, or this doesn't make sense. But, well, I've been given everything I need for living a godly life, right? So I usually stop at verse 3 whenever I'm using this passage, but as I was studying this week, I realized that this is just a small piece of a bigger picture. So we're going to continue throughout the next few uh, verses in this passage, and, and, and it's good stuff, guys. Second Peter 1, 4, the next verse, it says, And because of his glory and excellence... 
he has given us great and precious promises. These are the promises that enable you to share his divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by human desires. Wow. So if we're holding on to excuses, then these last two scripture, uh, that's a pretty good argument for us to be able to say, yeah, I can let I can let it go. I can let go of excuses. Or better yet, this is saying we can share in his divine nature. Do we realize how huge that statement is? We can share in the very nature of God. And yet, we go through life feeling defeated, having fear, harboring bitterness, dealing with addictions, whatever it is, we can let it go this morning. And you can be free because you share in his divine nature if you're a follower of Christ. Amen? Now look at side note. Colossians 2.9 says this, for in Christ lives all the fullness of God in a human body. In Christ lives all the fullness of God in a human body. So if you've received Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord, he dwells in you. Therefore, you and I have the fullness of God living inside of us. We're sharing in his divine nature. So there is no excuse. Let go of those today. Amen? Wow. We can share in his divine nature. The fullness of God in Christ dwells within us. So why do we always offer up so many excuses when it comes to some of the most important things in life? Right? And I'm not even just talking spiritually here. I mean, obviously, our walk with God, but your family, spending time with your kids, doing things, you know? We have so many good excuses that we've convinced ourselves that we're okay where we're at. And we need to understand, we need to be willing to let go of control, let go of excuses, and let go of those things that are not pleasing to God and is not part of his will for you. And walk in freedom today. You can let it go. So look at this, 2 Peter 1, 5 through 7. This text continues. It says, in view of all this, make every effort to respond to God's promise. Everyone say, every effort every effort to respond to God's promises. I mean, that, I love that it said make every effort. It doesn't say, you know, try your best and if you, you know, no, no excuse. Every effort. And then this amazing, amazing list here. Supplement your faith with a generous provision of moral excellence and moral excellence with knowledge and knowledge with self-control and self-control with patient endurance and patient endurance with godliness. Wow. And godliness with brotherly affection and brotherly affection with love for everyone. That, that means everyone. <laughs> Amen? So today, we can let go of the things that are holding us back. Amen? There's freedom in here. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So if you feel like you've been bound up in addiction, or you feel like you're holding on to bitterness, or you feel like you've been afraid to take that next step with God, or you feel like you struggle with having a love for everyone, you can let that go. And God will help you. 
So look at that list. We can probably come up with good excuses for why we can't grow in knowledge or self-control or patience or godliness or love, but we have to let it go. It says make every effort, every effort. So, okay, why is this important? So this, this part of the text is going to wrap up with this. 2 Peter 1, starting in verse 8. The more you grow like this, so that's assuming that we are growing the more productive and useful you will be in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But those who fail to develop this way are short-sighted or blind, forgetting, forgetting that they have been cleansed from their old sins. So dear brothers and sisters, work hard to prove that you really are among those God has called and chosen. Do these things and you will never fall away. Then God will give you a grand entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This is real, guys. Isn't that amazing? Wow. So I don't know about you, but I want to actually be productive for God. I want to be useful to his kingdom. But I can't do that if I've not surrendered control to him if I've not let go of some things that I know should not be in my life, you can't. You you can't be fully useful according to God's will unless you surrender. Let it go. Amen? Let go of excuses. You know, most people's excuses for not coming to Jesus, they may seem good, but the truth is they're not even valid. Listen to this. I'm not good enough. Well, no worries, because all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. It's by grace you've been saved through faith, right? I've messed up too much. Yep, me too. Stop trying to get better on your own. Come to Jesus, because he loves you through your struggle and is the only one who can actually help you overcome it. Amen? I'll never do anything great for God. Actually, you're called according to his will and purpose, and he has plans to give you a hope and a future, right? Well, I'm scared. God is perfect. God is love. Perfect love casts out all fear. So we have no excuses. And did you know, every excuse we could come up with, God can counteract that with his promises. (laughs) We have to actually know about them, though. Amen? So let it go. Let it go. The verses we just looked at in 2 Peter concluded that we should respond to God's promises. Don't be like what verse 9 says, falling, failing to develop, falling short, and, and forgetting that you've been cleansed from your old sins. We, if you've received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, that's, that's why he came. We just... We just celebrated it and we continue to celebrate it, not just one day a year, but man, he came for us. He rescued us. So don't forget what you've been cleansed of. And if you are dealing with stuff, man, let it go. Again, I know, especially if it's something that's heavy and you feel bound up in it, you feel like you can't or you, you hear me say, let go and let God. And just like we joked about earlier, it's kind of how you feel. Well, yeah, that doesn't make you feel any better. But the truth is, all things are possible. You can be free. 
free from bitterness and anger. You can be free from whatever you're struggling with. You can overcome any temptation because he already did. Amen? So let's bow our heads together. Let's, let's wrap this up. If you're in this place and you realize now you don't have a relationship with Jesus, like maybe you realize there's a, a void in your life, you've been trying to fill it with stuff, with experiences, with relationships, only to end up feeling empty again. Only Jesus can fill that void. Or maybe you have a relationship with Christ, but you've wandered away. You're not living for God right now, and you need to come back home. You need to come back to him. If you're in either of those two categories, man, let's make it right right now. If that's you, would you just slip your hand up in this place? Let's make things right. Don't put it off. If you need to come back to him or if you need to surrender to him for the first time, I see your hand. Awesome. Anyone else? Awesome. I see your hand in the back. I see your hand to the left. Praise God. Anyone else? Awesome. Listen, if you raise your hand, you recognize right now you're in need of a savior or you need to return start walking by his side again. I'm going to say a prayer and it's not my prayer saving you. It's nothing special about it. It's you putting your faith in him that makes the difference. And So invite him in right now. Open up your heart. Invite him in. I'll lead this prayer. And would you say your own prayer too as you invite him in? Jesus, we love you so much. We thank you that you came for us to rescue us. Lord, we believe that you lived a perfect, sinless life so that you could be the perfect sacrifice on that cross to take away the sin. Thank you, God. Put our faith in what you've done. We believe that you were buried, but you rose again. You're alive right now as we say this prayer. You are living. So God, we thank you that we get to see you face to face one day, but in the meantime, be our strength. May your Holy Spirit be so active in our lives. You would guide us and direct us. God, help us get back up when we fall. God, when we mess up, help us not listen to the voice of the enemy. Help us lean into what you say about us. Help us live a life that is pleasing to you. We love you so much, God. I pray all these things in your name. I'd love to say a prayer for all of us, myself included. Um, because maybe you recognize throughout this message that there's something that you need to let go. And here's the thing. Most of the things that we hold on to are actually holding us back. We need to let go. Because we have a Father in heaven that will never let you go so that you can let it go. He's holding you. Amen? He's holding you. And he'll never let you go. So man, be brave and let go of whatever that is going on in your life. Would you stand, if you're able, would you stand with me? Whatever it was that you identified in your life that you need to let go of, 
whether it's bitterness, anger, whether you're struggling with some kind of addiction or giving into a certain temptation, whether it's needing to have that control over your future and over your life, or maybe it's something that we didn't even talk about, but you just recognize right now, yeah, I need to surrender that to God. I need to let it go. Let's say a prayer together. And listen, God wants to hear from you, so I'll lead a prayer. I encourage you, say your prayer, whatever you're dealing with and going through. And as a sign of surrender, man, I encourage you, just raise your hands as a sign of surrender and literally feel that burden lift off of your shoulders as we pray now. So join me in prayer. Jesus, thank you. Thank you that we can be free right now in this moment. God, we let it go. We surrender control to you, Jesus. It's all for you. It's all about you. It's not about us. So God, those of us who are struggling with needing to have a tight grip on our future and on our lives, needing to have that control, God, help us not lean on our own understanding, Lord, but help us release it. Help us let it go and help us trust you, God. Lord, for those of us who have bitterness in our hearts, Maybe somebody's done something unspeakable to us or towards us. God, help us forgive. Help us release that bitterness that we've held on to for so long. Help us experience freedom right now. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are our comforter and our strength. God, those of us who are struggling with addictions, God, whatever it might be, there is nothing too difficult for you. So God, we lift it up to you and we let it go. We trust you. We know that we can overcome it. We can do all things through your strength, Jesus. And we pray that now as a fact. Thank you that you're gonna help us let it go. Lord, be our strength today and every day. God, help us leave this place encouraged and empowered by your Holy Spirit, knowing that we're free, we're sons and daughters of the king, and we can go through life not harboring the things that should not be there, the sin that so easily trips us up. God, I I thank you, Lord, that we're letting go of those things right now. So God, be be with these incredible people as we leave today. Thank you for encouragement. Thank you, God, that you're pointing out some things in our hearts convicting us of things that shouldn't be there. God, we receive that. And God, we repent. And we thank you, Lord, that you're going to help us through it. We pray all these things in your awesome name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Why don't you put your hands together for what Christ accomplished?